0: So how are we this morning? We're good. That's good. Oh, I am extremely tired. So just bear with me. Didn't get much sleep. You know, you think you'd have no sleep with with young kids. Older kids, it's worse. They just they just keep talking. They just keep talking. It's quite funny. Anyway, I want to share share with you guys this morning a bit about uh, persistence and, and pushing through. So this uh this weekend we've been talking to the youth guys and we've been talking about God has put something in their heart and given them a gift and, and a calling and and He wants to see that come out. So during during the weekend, what we actually done, we, we set everyone away and we got them to write in their books. We had them these little packs and in their books they wrote down what God was speaking to them about. So what it is that He has called them to do and... And we prayed over that. And this morning, we're just going to expand on that a little bit, and and talking about pushing through and and how to how to keep going when it looks like it's it's not going to work. I had a um <clears throat> an experience like that roughly about 13, 14 years ago, um when I started dating Pip, who's now my wife. It was uh it was good fun. It was, it was real real good fun. So we broke up three or four times. Um, as you do, as you do, yeah, it, at least, at least. Um, so when I'd ask Pippa out, and I was like, yeah, yeah, great, great. Two weeks later, she'd go, go away, don't want to talk to you. There There's one point where I gave her all these presents. I'm like, oh, look, you're beautiful. I love you. And she's like, don't call me beautiful, and threw the presents at me out the door. So she'll say she just just pushed them towards me, but, but it was quite forcefully pushing them towards me out the door. And um, so I had to, had to keep pushing and, and pushing and pushing until she finally gave in and said, Yeah, right, then. I'll go out with you again. And then a couple of months later, I said to her, Look, look this is never going to work. Never, ever. Who knows? That's a bad thing to say <laughs> to someone who's very stubborn. <laughs> it's never going to work. She goes, I'll show you. <laughs> so we we're talking about it this week, and she goes, Yeah. I showed you, didn't I? Never going to work. Yeah. All right, then. Anyway, my, uh, my father-in-law, Jack, so you, you would have seen him worship leading, and he's quite a scary man when he wants to be. And um, he, he is very, very hard with me. So Nick, who's uh, he's with Shannon, he's, he's got it easy. So Shannon, this is Pip's sister. So they're dating now, and Jack's like, oh, I love you, man. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, you want to come over? With me, it's like, you go away. Just, just stop. I had, my mum actually wrote a permission note to go out with Pip as I was under 18. But anyway, anyway, we kept pushing through and pushing through because cause in our hearts, we knew we're supposed to be together. And, and this is what God has called us to do and, and be together. So no matter what happened, no matter how, how painful I was, because I was very painful, Pip was perfect. No matter how painful I was, we just kept going, yeah, look, we're going to stick this out and keep going. And anyway, we got married, and this year is our 10-year anniversary. Yes, I know. Uh, It's very exciting. Got three lovely kids. They're amazing. Aren't you, Caleb? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. See, in the same way that, that, that Pip and I pushed through to to do what God had called us to do, to to come together, because he had plans for us together. And just like God gives us a calling on our life, we need to just keep pushing through. You know, when he says, look, I want you to go here, you can't just stand there and go, okay, cool, yes. Take me there. So that just doesn't work. It does not work. So you've got to keep moving. So there's this thing that um, I was at a youth conference years and years and years ago, and it's just stuck with me. Phil Pringle was preaching, and he was saying that, that when you're moving, when you're moving in faith, when you're moving towards what God has called you, don't be so afraid of standing still, or don't be so afraid of moving that you're going to stand still because you're too afraid that you're going to get it wrong. He said, if, if you're like this, God can't move you anywhere. But if you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, you're going in the wrong direction, He can push you to go the right direction. So just like that, we just need to keep walking towards what God has pushed us to, or what God has called us to. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for each one of these young people that spent the weekend here, God. Lord, and every one of these young people in this building that didn't spend the weekend, Father. Lord, and every one of us old people as well. Because I'm old now, I'm 30. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Father, we just thank you for each one of them, God. Lord, and we just pray that this morning you reveal to us a bit more about, about who you are, Father. Lord, and, and more about what you have called us towards, what you have called us to do. Father, and help us to be able to push through, push through all the circumstances, God, and, and the negativity, Father. Push through to, to continue walking in your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, who's got their Bible? He's got a real Bible. I've got my Bible in my notes, so I don't even have my Bible. I'm naughty. So I'm going to read from Mark 2, 1 to 12. So it says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, I think that's how you say it, several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors, there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole in the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. And then he healed that man as well. So what I found really interesting about this this story is, as these men, so many times we can go, yes, yeah, we're going to go, 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 Oh, look, there's too many people. All right, see you later. And just turn away. But these men, they, they knew what they were going for. They knew what they were aiming for. They said, no, we need to see Jesus. We need to go. We need to see Jesus. So no matter what happened, they were going to get there. So instead of going to the door and going, ah, oh, oh, we might be able to push through some people oh, no, we can't actually go and see Jesus. They went, oh, hang on. Let's just climb on the roof and dig a hole. So they dug a hole in the roof, lowered their friend into Jesus' lap. I feel, I thought that was amazing. Like, so many times in our life, we can see, see different circumstances and, and go, oh, there's too many people, or this obstacle's here, or I can't do this, I can't do that. Like, thinking about these guys doing the HSC, they're like, I need to get these grades, but I'm just not smart enough, I don't have enough time, or this and this and this, or you, God has said, look, I want you to go here, I want you to do this, I want you to move to this place, or I want you to start this business, I want this new job for you, but you go, oh, that job, there's already someone in that position, or that business, I don't have enough resource, I don't have enough money, I don't have anything like that, don't have enough talent, or this house, again, I don't have the money, no matter what it is, they found their way through it. They found their way through and aiming and focusing on Jesus. And this morning, that's what I want to encourage you guys in, is no matter what it is that God has placed on your heart, that as long as we keep Jesus as the focus and aiming towards Him, and no matter what happens, we just keep pushing through and push forward to Him, it'll all be okay. No matter what it is no matter what it is. So just like these guys, this is the kind of kind of perseverance and persistence we need to have. You know, God's put a dream in, he put a dream in our heart to be together and we pushed through a lot of obstacles to, to be there and to be here where we are now. Um, to be able to, to spend our life with, with our kids and also with the youth guys and, and to put into their life we had to go through a lot of obstacles to do that as well because we believe that's where God has called us to go. Uh, I quit my job where I was doing all right. And and Susie, thank you for your help. Um, so I felt that that God called me into, into ministry. So it was a couple of years ago. He said, look, I want you to go. Go these two ways. He said, I want you to go. You make a call. Just like Moses, I will... I'll be with you wherever you go. So I had this job offer from Telstra to go around selling cloud servers and Telstra stuff and great money, more money than I'd ever earned and all this kind of stuff. We're like, yes, that's awesome. Let's go for that. But we want to do ministry as well, and that will take me away from that. So God just said, look, it'll be okay. Wherever you go, I'll look after you. So he wanted us to make that call, but but without focusing on him, we couldn't we couldn't do that. So we made the decision to go all right let's do the ministry thing and I said no to that job then we got offered the position here like a couple of months later which was amazing and then I had to quit doing real estate to come and work here but there were so many obstacles in the way we just we couldn't work out how to do it how to how we as a family or me as a dad and a husband, how I could support my family with that. And, and it was a real struggle. But, but I just trusted in God. Just like Pitt was saying before during the tithe message, he'll always provide for us, always provide for us. So we pushed through all these things and we got there. You know, and, and sometimes we can get stuck. We get stuck in that. Like I was saying before, we can get stuck in that, that moment where we're just like, we can't, can't do anything just lost my motivation, lost my passion for it, lost my desire. But just like that paralyzed man who couldn't walk anywhere, he had mates around him. He had friends that could lift him up and take him towards Jesus. Have have you got people around you that that can lift you up and take you there? That, That can lift you up and say, no, look, this is what God's called you to do. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And when you have people around you like that and... All of these people in here are like that. So with us doing this, we had so many people. Jay, perfect example. Just the encouragement that he gave gave us when we came into this position. It was amazing. And, um, you know, we're a community. We're a family. So we need to support each other. We need to support each other and say, look, God's called you here. Let's support you. Let's take you and let's help you get there. You know, my, uh, my kids, I love my kids. Eva, our littlest one, is a crack-up. is so funny. She is the most encouraging person I've ever met. So I'll do something for her, and she go, oh, Daddy, good girl. Like, Thanks, Eva. Thank you. Love you too. Good girl, Dad. Good girl. Good girl. And then just walk away. And, like, Kayla plays footy now, and he's doing amazingly and Eva will sit there on the sideline and she'll go, Go Caleb! Go Cessnock! As we play for Cessnock. Sorry, you Maitland players. But we play for Cessnock. Or you Curry players, anyone. Anyway, so Eva will sit there and just cheer Caleb on. And he comes off, and she go, Good job, Caleb! Good job! And she's two. And um, it's amazing, amazing to see that. And God asks us to come to him like children. And, and to be childlike. And we can go, okay, we just need to be innocent and stuff like that, but but to me, being childlike like that and going, Yeah, good job. Yeah. Well done and encouraging each other yeah. that it is uh, it's amazing. You know I'm just gonna have a drink of water. Hang on a sec. Just talk amongst yourselves. You know, we, uh, we recently moved house. We renovated our old house. That was painful. Who's renovated before? Who still is renovating? Who loves it? Oh, there's a few of them. A few of them. They love it. Oh, Jesse loves it. He's a builder. It's his job. It's his job to love it. Anyway, when we were, uh, when we were renovating... So we said, oh, look, we need to move house. But our bathroom, there were tiles falling off the walls. We had a nice pink bath. And like, no, we need to renovate the bathroom. And we'd bought all the stuff to do it. And it was just sitting at the back waiting. And um, Pitt was going away to Adelaide for five days with her family. And I was like, sweet, great time to be an awesome husband. So I thought it'd be a great idea to renovate the whole bathroom while she's away with three kids. Yeah. Yeah we uh we nearly done it. We didn't have a bathroom for a week after she came back. So it was it was good fun. She wasn't she wasn't too impressed. Not impressed at all. Come back she's like, I just want a shower in my house. Sorry, love, can't do that for you. But there's so many things like our bath. So you know's those old big cast iron baths. Yep. Yeah. So instead of just like a timber frame or something or just sitting there, it was bricked in and cemented in the whole way around this bath. So I'm sitting there with a sledgehammer, bang, just trying to crack this thing open and then the the uh, drain was rusted onto it so I couldn't even undo it to pull the bath out. But you can't just lift those baths and pull them out because they're 300 and something kilos. So I'm smashing this thing apart, trying to get it, then got the angle grinder in there, cutting this thing open and... It was great fun. It's great fun. So me and Jack trying to lift out this bath and uh, about to pass out. So we put it on a skateboard, wheeled it outside, just threw it off the balcony, land on the ground, and it stayed there for months. (laughs) We weren't moving it. And then we went away and Jack goes, Oh, I'll be a good father in law and come picked it up and took it away, which was awesome. But um, yeah, through that whole process, so many times I was like, Oh, I just want to go and sleep. So in the middle of that as well, I had Groundswell, so which is a youth conference we do in Sydney. and um, Yeah, Newcastle. It used to be in Sydney. It's in Newcastle. See, real tired. So it's in Newcastle. So all of one day, I was away, and then I got back at one o'clock in the morning, back up at six to keep going. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. So the whole time, I'm like, I just want this to finish. I just want this to be over. I just want to go and sleep. But I had to keep going. Because if I didn't keep going, we would have no bathroom. We wouldn't be able to sell our house. Or I'd have to get someone like Jesse to come in and fix all my mistakes. Which there were a lot of. So I'm glad we don't have it anymore. Anyway, moving on. And um, so I was reading reading this week in, in Two Kings. And uh, it's, it's this bit where, where, this, uh, where this king went to Elijah and he, was, and he was scared. And he's like, look, these people are coming to kill us. And Elijah goes, well, just get this arrow and hit the ground. And I'll, I'll read the scripture. It's in 2 Kings 13, 18 to 19. No, it's not 18. It's 14. Oh, it says 18. So it says, when Elijah was in his last illness, King Jehoash, maybe, of Israel, the king of Israel, visited him and wept over him. My father, my father see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. He cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hand on the king's hand. Then he commanded, open the eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot the arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow. An arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Armenians at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked, up, picked them up, struck the ground three times. But the man of God was very angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten a ram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will only be victorious, only three times. Now what if, God, what, if what God has promised us and what he has said, this is where I want you to go. This is where I want you to be victorious. What if we only hit the ground three times? He says, Well, you're not entirely going to get there. What if, like, the bathroom, I only hit it until I was like, Yep, that's sweet, that should be good, and it wasn't done? What if, like, me and Pip dating, we went, Oh, we've broken up three times already, (laughs) that's enough. We'll go for more breakups. But what if we don't push through? Like I've I've heard a couple of times um, talking about prayer and people asking, when do you stop praying for something? Like I've been praying for years, when do I stop? You don't. You just keep going. You keep going until you have that victory. What God has called you to, you keep going. You do not stop. As if we stop, we'll just be like that king. Where we're only half there. We're not quite there. We're not quite going to do what it is that God's called us to do. Now, I don't want to go through life doing, doing the minimum of, oh, cool, yeah, well, I'll get up and I'll just do this and do this. I want to give it everything I can. Now, what God has called me to, I want to give it everything we can. So I was telling these guys this weekend that we went to the sleepover. We were tired. We missed out on Caleb's football game. We had my sister's farewell party, so we weren't able to help. But we just kept going and going and pushing because we love these guys and we know that's what God has called us to do. So there's so many times we could have went, nah, look, now nah, let's just call it off. We'll just have a normal night and call it off. But we know, we knew this is what God has called us to do. He said, look, I want you to do this weekend. So we went, okay, no matter what happens, we will do it. And you saw the fruit of that this morning which is amazing. You guys are incredible. I love you guys. love you guys. So, you know, no matter how old you are, how young you are, how whatever it may be, you know, we just got to keep pushing. Now, God has placed something in our life. So this weekend, it's called Yet to be Imagined. Now, God's placed something in our hearts that, that we haven't even imagined yet, that we haven't even seen happen. And this morning, I want to pray with you guys and, and pray for you just that God will reveal what it is that he has called you to. That, that he'll ignite something in your heart to go, yes, that is what God has called me to do. So just like these guys, some of them wrote down what it is that they believe God has called them to do. I encourage you, go home, spend some time with God. Spend some time in his presence. Just say, look, Jesus, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you have called me to do? What gifts and talents have you placed in my heart, placed in my life? What people around me are here to get to where you want me to go? You know, ultimately, our goal is eternity, to be with Jesus, to be with God forever. That is our goal. But while we're here, he has given each one of us specific talents, each one of us specific gifts to be able to glorify Him. You know, so I'm going to pray for some people this morning. So firstly, if you don't know who Jesus is or, or you'd like to get to know Him, I want to give you that opportunity this morning. I want to give you that opportunity to know who He is. You know, I was talking before about, about someone, Jesus, giving us a, a passion and a desire and, and a call in our life. know we can fill our lives with so many things and fill our lives with all these all these other things but there's still that hole there that hole is Jesus so he will come to fill that hole so I want to pray with you this morning if that's you and you want to come and start a relationship with him you know we hear so often oh are you religious when someone asks me if I'm religious first thing I say is no I'm not religious. Oh, what do you mean? But you're a Christian, yeah? doesn't mean I'm religious. I've just got a relationship with Jesus. So that's that's all it is. It's just a relationship. He wants to come. He wants to love you. He does already, but he wants you to know that. So this morning, I want to pray with you. And the second group of people I want to pray for is those who, who already know Jesus, had a relationship, but aren't too sure where they stand. You know, we can... We can get in our lives this whole thing that I've done this stuff wrong. I've done something where we need to hide and go, no, Jesus, he can't, he can't take me back. He can't take me back. But I want to tell you this morning that He's there. He always wants to take you back, no matter what it is. He always wants you there. Always wants you. So, you know, if either one of those, those resonate with you, We're going to ask you in a sec to to pop your hand up and and I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to have some ministry team up the front here. And after the service, they want to pray with you as well. Is there anything that you need prayer for? Come down and they will pray with you. You know, if God's been talking to you this morning about about something that he's called you to and, and you're just standing there and not letting him move you, or there's something that he's said, look, I want you to go here but you're too scared to get there. This morning, I want you to come down when the ministry team are here and they'll pray with you. You know, sometimes you do need encouragement and it it does help when people get around us and pray. Just like Pip was saying, our community came around us and prayed when Eva got hurt. And look at it now, she's making heaps of noise. So I want to encourage you this morning. Come down, get some prayer. So I just want everyone to close their eyes for a second. So if either one of those, those of you, you want to get to know who Jesus is, want to start a relationship with him, want to say, Jesus, what is it that you've called me to do? What's missing in my life? That there's something missing, I just don't know what it is. I'm not fulfilled in, in where I am. I'm not fulfilled in in the work I'm doing, I'm not fulfilled, wherever it may be. Jesus wants to come this morning and, and to let you know that he loves you, to let you know that he has a plan for you. In Jeremiah 29:11, it says, I have a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and a future, not to hurt you. This morning, if that's you, I just want you to pop your hand up. You know, sometimes we can get a bit, a bit scared to put our hands up, that's okay. That's okay. It is, it is something that, that is a bit scary. But this morning, I want to encourage you, when you do that and make that outward, outward movement, it, it solidifies what's happening on the inside. It goes, yes, that is what I want to do. It helps make that decision. So this morning, if that's you, I just want you to pop your hand up. a so second group of people, you know, if you've already had a relationship with Jesus or you're not too sure where you stand, you're like, oh, I'm not too sure, or he can't take me back, or what is it, I've, I've walked away, or anything like that. I want you to pop your hand up in a sec. I'm going to pray for you as well. So, you know, Jesus always, always takes us back and he loves you no matter what. And he died on a cross for you. And if, if that doesn't say it, no matter what we do, He will always love us. So I just want you to pop your hand up now if that's you. If you want to say yes, Jesus, I want to come back. I want to start a relationship with you again. I don't want to walk away. If that's you, just pop your hand up now. And we're going to pray. Right. So just repeat after me. Jesus. I thank you that you sacrificed your life for mine. That you have set me free from my sin. I invite you to become my friend and my savior. Please help me to follow you and to live for you. Thank you that you love me more than I can imagine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And before we finish, I just want to pray for you guys. So everyone as a whole, I want to pray over you and pray for you. And then we're going to have a song. And then the ministry team will be up the front here. And so let's just close our eyes and we'll pray. Father, I thank you that you love us so much. Father, I thank you that you've placed something amazing in each one of us. Something we cannot even imagine. Help us to seek you to find our fit in your kingdom, Father. Lord, how we can use the gifts you've given us to glorify you. God, I just pray as we walk away from this morning, Father, that you reveal something to us that we've never seen before. Lord, that you reveal to us more of what it is you've called us to do and that you help us to be able to step out, to have faith and to step out and walk in your way, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.